Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The Party Down Season 3 premiere is over, but we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. I am Dr. Amanda, and I worked it hard, never stopped believing, and it paid off because now we have a Season 3 of Party Down. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Emily Fox. And Emily, I think that we're so close because we're both the same level of rib. That's right. <laughs> you and I like went for it hard, but like maybe I like deserved it a little harder than you did. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. I just worked it. You worked yeah. it hard. Yeah. Um, and we have Party <laughs> Down, new Party Down for the first time Yay! in over 12 years. It's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, like... Emily, what do you what do you think? What did you think of the episode? I just first thoughts and reactions. So excited to see everybody. I love that. Like, you know, we knew from the get go, basically, after we saw the teaser video that most of the people were returning. But it's so great to see them interacting with each other to kind of get the sense of what it's been like in the last 12 years. You know, we were kind of 
throwing out some ideas as to what that might look like at our last podcast episode. So it's really fun to kind of have a few things that seem relatively legit that have happened mm-hmm. to some of the characters. Like, obviously, Kyle. Wow. Huge mm-hmm. development for him, but oh, it deflates a little bit at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, we kind of knew that Roman seemed to be in the same situation mm-hmm. as he did when we last left him. So it's crazy to see him a little bit older. I mean, every like people have gray hair, some fake, some yeah. real. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, this was, I mean, we're real. I, we're, I'm so excited to be back. The em- yes. Emily can see this, but um, the podcast listeners can't because it's an audio medium. But I dressed up like a party down caterer for the occasion <laughs> of the podcast today. I have yes. a pink satin bow tie. You that- look amazing. Like <laughs> I need it. to take a screenshot of this. Yeah. <laughs> I look. I was just telling you, I look like Jacques Cousteau. Like I have like a skull cap on. Mm. I look like I've been sailing the high seas. AKA you are- it's a great look for a client, but like, yeah. yeah. No, you look the part. You look like you're ready to pick up some really mediocre, like Chardonnay mm-hmm. and pass it out. Oh, like, yeah. Maybe deal with some crudite, as we've talked about before. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, Emily, <laughs> I had a crudite with a romesco sauce okay. last weekend. Right after we talked about it, I went to an <laughs> event and they had a crudite with a romesco sauce. Do but you think they listened to our podcast and that's they how they knew? Did. They probably <laughs> had the crudite and then they heard mm-hmm. the podcast and were like, oh, snap, I need to whip up a romesco yeah. sauce. But, um, you know, we're that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about the premiere of season three of Party Down Um where you're going to want to be subscribed to the podcast so you can keep up with everything that we're doing for season three. Um, It's really exciting to have this new party down content and you'll want to be along for the ride with us at post show recaps. So follow um, our RSS link. That's postshowrecaps.com slash party down. You can also search post show recaps party down in your podcatcher of choice. Um, As always, subscribing to the podcast is great. It helps people find us. Um, you can also give us a rating and review. We've updated the website, Emily. So now we have digital yeah. comment cards, which is really exciting. <laughs> um, but we're on the web. We're just ready. <laughs> we're out there. We're out there. Um, so now that we've gotten that business out of the way, I want to say like I had really high expectations mm-hmm. for the season three premiere because okay. I've seen the positive buzz and the reviews from the critics and the this early look screeners. So I was like, okay, I felt confident that it was good, mm-hmm. but I was still like a little bit nervous. Right. Of course. Um, like, you just don't know how things are going to go. Like it could be a complete departure in a way that everyone else thinks is cool. And you personally don't like, we just don't know. Yeah. It's, and it's a tightrope to walk with these revivals because you want to capture the magic that made the show that people liked about the show to begin with, but you also sort of need to evolve it. So it doesn't feel stale. So it doesn't feel like you're going back to the well one too many times. And, um, I really think that it knocked it out of the park, Emily. I loved it. I think it's, I think it's better than the original yeah, it seems Theories? a little bit more thoughtful, maybe in the dialogue and in the interactions with people. There's a little more depth there, but maybe that's the 12 year marinade. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, we're coming off of a really long time. We have a cult following in a way that the show didn't have while it was actually airing. So, that's something to take into account for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, they had very, you know, sort of like mediocre ratings for a long time. So, the fact that there was all of this pressure sort of building up around it. 
probably pushed the writers to maybe consider, you know, fleshing it out in a way where it still captured a lot of what makes it such a great show and concept to begin with, but elevates it a little bit more. Yeah, I definitely agree with all of that. Like, I think that some of the trepidation was like, could these now like veteran actors who are a little more world weary, like well-established, better known for other things, still sort of capture that like you know that kind of like naive exuberance of the characters in the first two seasons and I was really impressed by how well they embodied those personas like they really know these characters and were able to kind of step right in and you know and, and embody the characters again and find that chemistry in the group so I loved seeing that and I also think, you know, some of the things since we have the benefit of just having done this rewatch, you know, there's so much that we've always loved about the show and so much that it got right. But there were moments where we were like, hmm, like in 2023, yeah. how's like, that going to look how is that in the <laughs> land and what will the show do to evolve? And so I think that the show has evolved in a lot of smart ways. And like at the core of the show is sort of like these characters who are, you know, in this sort of place between like what their aspirations are and what their reality is. And there's Mm -hmm. a little bit of the pathos of like unfulfilled potential and like Henry Pollard as like a cautionary tale. And it still captures all of that, I think, but it's also like a little bit smarter about the broader context and it's updated in all these ways. So like, I'm just delighted. I can't wait to see the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. And like, I think we've seen a little bit of like personal growth, even with just this one episode, you know, Kyle as a young 20 something was always like, yeah, whatever, bro. And like, you can tell that he's like kind of matured ever so slightly, but Mm, then still misses the beat when people are saying very literal things to him. He's still Kyle. Yeah, he's he's still still Kyle. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you think about yourself, I guess, when you were like a 20-something and, and, you know, really wet behind the ears and career stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, 12 years later, how are you now? Probably a little bit more polished in how you interact with people and how you talk generally. (laughs) So, you know, there is like a, a... weariness with some of these characters there's still the eternal optimism of ron even though Mm -hmm. we see that sort of dip back down like it always does and then come back up again um and then dip back down again (laughs) talk about a roller coaster yeah always always a roller coaster with ron so let's i thought we'll start with just doing like a general summary of what happened in the episode and then we can dive a little deeper into you know some of these characters um so this episode is called Kyle Bradway is Nitromancer. And the party <laughs> uh, that Party Down is catering today is um, in honor of Kyle for booking the lead role in a new big comic book film. Um, so he hires Party Down just to sort of rub his success in his uh, ex-coworkers' faces. <laughs> Which we've seen before, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a well-worn trope in the Party Down extended universe. Um mm-hmm. We know that Ron is now the manager and has aspirations of buying all of Party Down, which is going to play out in this episode. Yep. Um, And the only other original caterer from the uh, first two seasons who's still with Party Down at this time is Roman. Mm -hmm. Um, But the rest of the crew, Henry and Constance and Lydia, are there to support Kyle. We learned that Casey can't make it because she's filming something in New York and she's hit it big with uh, a stint on SNL and movies and all of that 
Um, but we do have some new members of the team. And the one that gets featured is Saxon, who is this, you know, Gen Z caterer who's aspiring to be a web content creator. <laughs> you do like cool dance videos or like. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. Yep, um, that's all it is. So during the party, um, it comes out that Kyle's Karma Rocket video from his performance at Constance's wedding has been leaked to Twitter. And um, there's now rumors that he's a Nazi, which is a, a little bit of a problem. Um, so Saxon coaches Kyle to make an apology video. But this doesn't do the trick. And by the end of the party, he's lost his uh, part in Nitromancer to another <laughs> actor friend of his. Um and Henry and Roman eventually figure out that Kyle was actually sabotaged by one of his former bandmates. Mm -hmm. um, and in the meantime, Ron is going to find out that there is a $10,000 lien on Party Down. Which, From um, buying plates, which I'm like, you would never buy that many plates. <laughs> Sorry, he, I don't he know. forgot to pay the invoice. <laughs> um, and this is going to jeopardize his deal to buy the company. So he needs 10 grand by midnight or he loses the deal. So um, eventually, uh, after trying his luck with Evie, a film producer who's at the uh party um and says that her boyfriend jack body who's great name Martiston, yeah um might be invest um ron ends up messing up that deal by passing out in pain when he shakes jack's <laughs> hand because his finger is absolutely wrecked <laughs> mm -hmm. so eventually ron has to go to constance to ask her to become an investor which she interprets as becoming a business partner so he's going to um, save the deal that way. And at the end of the episode, we have Ron predicting that 2020 is going to be his best year yet. <laughs> just as we hear the news of the COVID pandemic on the television. Um, and then after the credit scene, we see 14 months later that Ron has been sleeping in the van with his long depressed Ron hair <laughs> um, and the van has been vandalized um, and he's getting what we can only assume is like his first call for work after a long, long time. Woo. So that, that's what, so that's how we, that's how we get to it. I will say the pandemic uh, twist is probably the most realistic thing you could have done in this <laughs> Because I remember, you know, working a private party the weekend before the world shut down, basically. And, mm -hmm. you know, me, it was like me and my my private chef friend. And we were just like looking around. We're like, man, like, this is great. And I was like, I'm getting so much experience. I'm going to be able to do this myself someday soon. And we were supposed to get brunch the next weekend. I was like, we're having such a good time. Maybe we should go out and get brunch. And like by, I think it was like Tuesday, like everything had been canceled. I looked at my calendar. Everything was gone. I had a bad pandemic haircut. Josh had a really bad ha pandemic haircut. So like, it's so perfect. And yeah. all of us know that feeling. And especially those of us who worked in food service, it really did feel like nothing was going to come back for the few of us who like, you know, absolutely like lost everything. And there were a lot of people who lost a hell of a lot more than that, yeah. I will say. But, you know, there were a lot of people that worked at restaurants and that continued to work at restaurants, but catering, woo, that just like, like that decimated the industry. Yeah. So I, I actually love the way that they've handled this pandemic piece, because I think like at this point, here in 2023, now we've seen like the way a number of shows have handled the pandemic. Yeah. Emily, you're, you're <laughs> beloved and just like that, uh, trying to work 
the pandemic. I like don't even understand what they were doing there. They were like, oh, when the pandemic happened. And I was like, what was that? Like three months for you guys? Like, <laughs> So, I mean, there's, there are shows that completely ignore that, which yep. is, which is like understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, there are shows that have sort of like embraced that as a plot point. Um, I think that your point is really good that in catering and food service, I mean, we've seen kind of you know, like, I mean, I can walk down streets in my neighborhood and see places where like businesses closed that never recovered or like different ways that like, you know, the way that it affected food service was Mm -hmm. profound. Yeah. So like, I think the show was sort of left with the choice of like setting this in 2022 or 2023 and having a couple of like forced lines about how well during the pandemic we yeah. did fit like which you know it can feel really really clunky yeah but I think that they turn into it in a really effective way that becomes a plot point like the comedy of Ron sort of being optimistic and then being faced with like yeah. another obstacle is like very much fitting with yeah. the Charlie Brownness of his <laughs> Character. I never thought of it that way, but he's totally Charlie Brown. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then and then also what it does is it like sets up this situation where you have a reunion of all of these characters, and we see like Kyle's fortune has fallen at the mm-hmm. end of this episode. We have like, I think from seeing the previews, like and knowing a little bit about where the show is going, we know that like Henry's marriage is gonna be on the rock. So right. eventually Henry and Kyle are gonna come back to party down because we've yeah, seen you them. You can't unsee the pictures and like the 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 quick clips of them in right. the party down attire. So. so so this creates circumstances where there is a reunion, right. and then we now have a 14 month time jump in which, you know, Kyle's career, I guess, is like not going to t- like make not going to bounce back from this right. setback. And Henry is going to be in a different situation. Um, so it like leaves space for those things to happen organically. And now Ron mm-hmm. is going to be kind of pulling up party down again from the ashes. <laughs> um, so I, I like lo- a Phoenix rising from mm-hmm. the flames. <laughs> Yeah. So I thought that that was like a really, really smart choice. Yes, yeah, I loved it. Like, you know, I thought that it was a pretty, I mean, not a tame episode, but it was like a pretty easy, like reintroduction to everybody. But I just loved that that was like the the 30 second clip basically at the end of the credits. I was like, okay, here we go. This yeah. is great. Yeah, yeah. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. 
You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Um, so there there are like kind of like usual like themes that come up in yes. um in, in any party down episode. There's a lot of talk about luck versus hard work, <laughs> failed ambitions, the caprice of fame, all of that. And you know, who better to embody all of those themes than our beloved Ron Donald. Um, <laughs> we see Ron Donald jump into, you know, we see Ron Donald here like 10 years later um, with, with a largely new, new team here, but the, the dynamics are, are largely the same, right? It's like a defiant yeah. sort of lazy staff that he's like trying to corral and drill them with instructions. Um, like I love the Ron is like kind of giving these like these this kind of call and response. Like he starts something and waits for people to fill in the work. Yeah, like really cheesy team building type work mm -hmm. where everyone's super unenthusiastic and doesn't want to respond. <laughs> he asks Saxon like, "We're gonna make the party," and Saxon says, "Have food." <laughs> Rod's like, "Pop! We're gonna make the party pop." Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. We'll make it pop, Ron. Um, and we see that like the Roman is still in the mix here. Um, I thought that like Roman was one of the characters, like Roman and Kyle. I was both kind of concerned to see like how they update because I feel like they're they're both kind of like such doofuses and buttheads, yeah. like in a way <laughs> that like it's hard to age that up. Like when you're in your twenties, like, right. you know, like you can kind of get away with that. But like, what does that look like in an older, an well, older we know person? a lot of man children, don't we? Like mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily completely wipe away. Yeah, I mean, it does become less charming. Yeah. <laughs> way less charming. And in Roman's case, I can't find him any less charming at this point, but we kind of knew that that was the trajectory mm -hmm. of what he was going to be doing. Right. Like if he's still working and catering to the extent that he is, and he's looking that unhappy behind a bar. Things yeah. haven't been going so great for him, right? Like yeah. still into that hard sci-fi, still trying to make that script off of the toilet paper roll work, which is like such a great throwback, right? You know, I I've, love, yeah, yeah, I love these throwbacks. They didn't yeah. see, they didn't seem forced. They seemed like yes. very kind of organically in there. He's sitting at the bar with Henry. He's like, remember my magnum opus that I started on a roll of toilet paper? And Henry's just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I've moved on, man. Like I had a, you know, I have a wife and kids. Like I'm an English teacher now. Like mm -hmm. I don't think about that. <laughs> yeah, Roman. Um, Roman. Um, has like it. There's like this funny thing where like the whole crowd gets together, and I hear like Roman said, like Roman says, now it's the party down reunion. What everyone's dying for, which is like a very funny sort of acknowledgement that there was somewhat of like an like it's it's kind of ironic because it's like there was this large kind of audience groundswell of support for party down coming back but right. but to say that it's what everyone's dying for is also like a little bit of a nod to the fact that it got canceled for having like really really bad ratings right time so right. like there's a little bit of like you know is this really for anyone and I think that like <laughs> seeing that it's had such a positive response is really really heartening um Kyle and Roman sort of resume their usual dynamic of like giving each other a hard time. So like Roman's refused to put up Kyle's 
film posters around the event space. (laughs) Yeah, like any small dig that he can can wield sort of like a modicum of power left. You know what I mean? Like the fact that Kyle has always been the beautiful face that gets all the chicks, gets Mm -hmm. all the attention, now gets this amazing lead role just you know adds more fuel to roman's rage yeah roman cuts it down by saying yes the peak of an actor's craft playing a himbo in a scuba suit from a children's cartoon book (laughs) even though you know he would kill to have something like this produced for himself right like if he wrote something that was remotely close to a children's comic book he would want that to be a big scale film so yeah well as roman says that if you make it big in this cultural void it only proves that you suck on some level so (laughs) As Henry says, it's great that you're not bitter. And and Roman goes on (laughs) to say that he hasn't even hit his intellectual peak and he accepts the possibility that he won't be appreciated in his lifetime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just a modern day Mozart walking around. He'll just, you know, be like put into a pauper's grave. And then Toni Morrison didn't write her first novel until she was 41. So this is true. There are a lot of people, you know, he has a point there when he makes like some of these declarations of people who were older before they got their big break. Yeah. But still very Um, bitter (laughs) Kyle and Roman have like this kind of um you know very uh very true to form argument about the superhero movies where um you know Kyle insists the superhero movies are you know more than just these silly children shows now they're like Greek myths epic dramas with deep stuff to say about real life um and you know Roman uh kind of takes like gets hits back at him and you know says like you know well you know makes fun of like super villains and then um kyle adds well you know like like spider-man with great power comes great responsibility to which roman replies an important message for your audience of unemployed virgins (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's kind of back to maybe even cramsey conversation where you know roman's like this is just like peak like fluff sci-fi stuff like it's not even really sci-fi it's Mm -hmm. fantasy like I'm not here for this like I'm into hard sci-fi that's it and like this is him doing that again because anything that's become mainstream you know rails in the face of like the sort of counterculture that Roman's a huge part of Mm -hmm. but like we have to believe he was an unemployed virgin at one point in time I mean I mean films like this right he he might be an employed virgin oh no I don't know no no offense he's almost 40 no offense to Roman no 40 year old virgin I mean this is like sort of in that universe isn't it it's very much in that universe yeah um so yeah so Kyle here like we see this is his this is his party yeah um his agent emily is quinta brunson which yes is great to see she's yes. very funny here i don't know if we'll see more of her because she and kyle sort of end this episode <laughs> um with a kind of questionable ongoing working relationship right um but she's very funny in this part, like trying to kind of be the optimistic um, kind of fixer in this situation. This is classic she- agent talk here. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like, we're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Wait, Nazis. Yeah, yay or nay? Yay or nay. nay. Let's, just, let's, just, get, let's nay. just get this on the record. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it, so this is a great callback of the Karma Rocket performance from Constance his wedding um which is you know very funny and Constance gets to watch this and they talk about 
that um, we also see that the other members of Karma Rocket have showed up to this party to support Kyle. And while some of them have moved on to other things like supplements or, you know, <laughs> family. It's really um, into vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have Miles, who seems to have not gotten over the disillusion of Karma Rocket. Yeah, there's always one dude in the band that, like, mm -hmm. takes it a little too seriously, can't move on with his life. So he is that guy. Well, Miles invented alt-indie. Yeah, that feels very <laughs> questionable. I'd like to see the notes on that. Can't imagine that is correct. And everybody else is just as suspect about it as I am. <laughs> yeah, he has like a very off-putting conversation with Henry that like ends up being like very, very menacing. Yes. Um, where he says, you know, like Kyle was right about one thing, like I am a mad genius or at least just mad or something extremely menacing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think like the great use of Henry in this particular episode is that he we're sort of on his shoulder as he walks around and checks in with everybody. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate that perspective. We're just like sort of the third, you know, we're like a fly on the wall in every conversation that he's having with everyone throughout the night. And we're sort of seeing him and picking up on maybe the small things that he's changed about himself or grown mm -hmm. into uh, having been this many years removed from party down, but still falling lockstep into a lot of the same dynamics that he had prior to becoming this English teacher that we now know and mm -hmm. see him as. So I really appreciate that. And like the fact that he's like talking to the bandmates and we're like, Oh, and he's like, Oh yeah. You, you're kind of going through the, the same emotions that he is and his reactions to everything yeah that and appreciate. that's the and that's the ultimate utility of a straight man and that's like what <laughs> no, i mean like the straight man character is like yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah. and that's what adam scott is so good yes. at it's like mm -hmm. being that audience surrogate totally and being in this kind of like wacky universe with all of these off the wall characters and mm -hmm. like allowing the audience to sort of feel like they have like a co-pilot in right. experiencing this world and mm -hmm. like he brings like his his kind of dry sense of humor to that and definitely has you know some witty quips along the way but he is like for the most part I think our eyes and ears as we sort yes. of navigate all of this um so let's talk a little bit about Henry yeah. you know Hollywood's cautionary tale um <sighs> He has trouble getting into the event because his name is listed as Henny Pollard. Well, it's just the guy saying Pollard differently, but like, yeah, the Henny part, like, I think that it has, has to be, be just like a quick typo, right? I think it's Pollard. I think, I think <laughs> it's the back, as my five-year-old says, um, B has a belly, D has a diaper. So I think Oh my somebody... God, that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I it mean, is. Maybe not for me necessarily, but like that would have been great to know when I was figuring out my ABCs. Wow. Yeah, no, they're, 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 they're very, they're very smart about that stuff now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So this is just another funny, like, kind of Henry gets no respect. Um, he says to the bouncer, are people really named that? <laughs> really? <laughs> Maybe that's Henry Pollard misspelled. Um, when Henry tells Kyle that he's an English teacher now, Kyle says, oh, nice. On what show? It's classic. It's just like when we first meet Henry and Kyle together. And he's like, yeah, I'm a bartender. And he's like, oh, cool. Where? And he's like, <laughs> like here. here. Right, yeah. right now. <laughs> um. 
And we def we get the we get Henry back in the same familiar dynamic of getting recognized um, first by Jack Body, who's James Marsden's character. Literally couldn't make a better name. Like mm -hmm. that's such a good name for this. <laughs> um, as the guy from the beer commercials, and then as Evie Jennifer Gardner's character, who's yes. Jack Body's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's so good to see Jennifer Garner here. I forgot she was in this. And then she like kind of, I heard her voice before I saw her. And then she like came out of the, you know, the dark shadows to smoke a cigarette and get away for the party for the sec for a second. And I was like, right, Jennifer Garner. So that's really fun to see her. I'm She's excited. really good here. Like, I feel like she, um, I mean, I like, of course I know, of course I know Jennifer Garner. I don't think I've watched a lot of, her stuff I didn't watch alias like yeah um what about that episode of Felicity she was in <laughs> hi I'm here to pull out all of my Felicity knowledge go away somewhere <laughs> when she was married to Scott Foley you know like uh, way back when and he just like ended up bringing his girlfriend and Felicity didn't know about it and she was every then I've seen her like Instagram content yeah like, he just seems like like such a nice like I mean like, like a ray of sunshine. Like, yeah, like, like if when you were, I mean, we're the, I'm probably the same age as Jennifer Gardner, but I feel like when, if you were a kid and you went over to your friend's house and their mom was Jennifer Gardner and like brought you cupcakes, it just, she seems like such a nice, like, like a, like a good preschool teacher. Like she just has yeah. such a nice, warm presence. Correct. And she's yeah. She's like friends funny. with Ina Garten. Like, how could you be mad at that? How bad can that be? She really Truly. is a of sunshine and we do know it has been like teased a little bit that she is going to be a love interest for henry and that's like very fun um so i think that she's great in this world and her coming with that kind of nervous energy of like smoking a cigarette and responding to work emails and like over disclosing and apologizing about it and being awkward like it's very cute <laughs> it's very charming i think we're going to get some of the that kind of chemistry that um adam scott had yeah yeah, yeah. kaplan um right so i'm all for this and i think it's fun yeah and especially if he's getting a divorce you know he's probably gonna be looking around to like see mm -hmm. who's around and who's available and like is it yeah. gonna be this weird venn diagram of like party down in the entertainment industry sort of overlapping a little bit again like are yeah. we gonna stay yeah. in the school district or are we gonna move out a little bit mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah, I want to I want to examine like let, we'll see how this plays out with Evie and, you know, we'll hear about Henry's divorce, I'm sure, in the upcoming episodes. But at some point I want to put a pin in exploring like, you know, is Henry the problem in these relationships? Maybe <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. Unlucky yeah. in love or is there something that we could look inward and learn about ourselves? Um, stay tuned for that, Henry. You're going to want to hear that. Yeah. Um, James Marsden as Jack Body as Max America. We love it. We love it. Can't get enough. Talk about someone who has aged well, James Marsden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he no, looks he, looks, he looks great. Um, I do like, you know, one of the things that Party Down has always been good at is kind of like reflecting the the film industry and Hollywood and having like, you know, the this comic book film moment that we hear Roman and Kyle talk about and then having James Martin who is a uh, you know famous for superhero movies right be like Max America um yeah that's very fun um so so they're going to be part of this world I know that they're both coming back in in upcoming episodes um 
so we get like you know henry um he's like at first it seems like his plan was to come to this party and sort of like do a lap and then be home in time for dinner but the fact that he sort of like he sort of ends up lingering at the party longer but not because he's like enjoying himself yeah he's not like having a particularly great time from what you can tell he's just kind of like swept up with the tide and kind of yeah around the entire space and you know popping in talking to different people sort of getting a read on everyone catching up with a few but yeah he doesn't seem particularly thrilled but then again that's henry like we never see him that he's like are we having psyched. fun yet Henry? yeah are we like i don't think so you're just kind of here so yeah so maybe he, maybe he's avoiding going home yeah. like he said that tends to happen if you're getting a divorce or if you're thinking about it like yeah, you don't want to yeah. be around no, the other person necessarily. yeah we think right. he's getting a divorce in 14 months but correct like <laughs> he's not he's not as interested in being in the party he's kind of happy to be out um by the van or in the kitchen with Ron, you know, he says at some point as a failed actor, I've been to a lot of these make it big parties where the host hangs out with their cool new crowd and they all ignore me. And Ron mm-hmm. says, well, that's the best part. Soon it's going to be me in with the cool crowd. God, that, that optimism, man. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's very interesting to kind of see him on the periphery trying to figure out like, okay, yeah, I'm going to come home soon. I will. And then he's like, Oh no, I, I kind of got, you know, stuck here. I'm, I'm not sure. Just eat and I'll, I'll be home later. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah, there's something there. The writing is on the wall a mm-hmm. little bit. Like always is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we hear a little bit of the suburban ennui. You know, Henry says, when I roll out those trash cans on Thursday night with the other neighborhood dads, I feel like I finally made it. <laughs> um, and I think that this is an interesting counterpoint when you go back to like the very first episode of the series um, in season one, where he's talking to Enrico Colatoni, yeah, character about That's how like, I wish I had your life, like yeah. this like whole suburban stability gig with a white and kids in a house doesn't seem so bad and now we fast forward and Henry does have that life and he sort of seems to be longing for something else yeah I mean he's been through the full gamut of living situations right he almost moved home with to live with his parents he lived in a studio apartment while he was struggling to kind of figure out if he wanted to remain an actor or just be catering full-time so the fact that he has sort of landed in a much more supportive and mm-hmm. run-of-the-mill you know middle-class life you know there is a level of uh being in a much more stable environment for sure and living that white picket fence life but does he miss the excitement and sort of the instability that yeah. his former life was so i don't know Maybe, maybe he'll never be happy. Maybe that's, maybe he'll never be having fun yet, Emily. Maybe that's Eeyore. We have Charlie Brown and Eeyore so far. (laughs) Well, speaking of um, Henry's perpetual dissatisfaction, let's talk about Casey because we do hear about Casey in this episode. And this was another thing that I was a little bit nervous about, like, would the explanation for Casey's absence feel forced how yeah. would the show deal with it totally um and it really worked for me we mm-hmm. we find out that Casey made SNL um and we end up seeing like while they're at the party there's a tv clip of Casey with like a new Hollywood love interest somebody who she starred opposite some movie in um you know Roman makes the comment like Roman has like all of these meta observations about like 
the show. He says like she's shooting in New York too big for the likes of us, which is like sort of how it worked out that she had yeah. another gig and couldn't um, be in this season's revival. Um, and Lydia and Constance are going to talk about how they wish they were hoping that Casey was going to be there and that she and Henry would hook up. Yeah. Like that's like a children. funny thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we don't get a ton from Lydia otherwise. And Constance, I think plays the flighty weirdo that she is extraordinarily yeah. well in this reboot. Oh, good. Yeah. But yeah. I felt like maybe Lydia was a little lacking, but I think that, you know, this is just the first episode. So hopefully mm-hmm. we see a little bit more from her, but yeah, it's, it's funny to hear her be like, well, I was just really hoping for a romantic reunion. And I like, was rooting for those kids. I, yeah. think that, I think that Roman has a really good point here when he says, like, like, why are you, why will you root for them? Like, why not root against them? They never really dated or yeah. had a real relationship. They just hooked up at a dumb job. And then, like, Lydia, like, 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 why are you rooting for them? And Lydia's like, because they're both skinny. They both have brown hair. It's just so romantic. <laughs> I mean, that is the <laughs> crux of a lot of the show, though, is like there like, are yeah. constant flirtation and hookups. But like, is there anything really there? It's and so, so he just like nails it in one sentence. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Roman says like maybe they got in the way of meeting the right person. Like maybe we should be rooting against them. And I think that there's definitely something to that. We sort of pointed out how like while they had this great chemistry and yeah. this electricity, that there were signs like of concern. They didn't seem to exist as a couple outside yeah. of like hooking up and like the walk-in or, you right. know. Yeah. Not the walk-in it would be too cold, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's the kind of thing too that you think of 20 somethings. Mm-hmm. Now you're 30 somethings, 40 somethings. Like, what does that look like for you guys? It probably isn't random hookups and that's it. You're maybe looking for more stability, a real long-term mm-hmm. relationship, you have a little bit more direction in your life, hopefully. So it is funny to reminisce, I guess. And maybe yeah. Lydia is thinking back to how that was the most exciting thing going on for her because she tried everything. Like she was like, oh, well, you know, this this man needs my help or like I'll hang out with this host of a party. And like, you know, it never panned out for her. The fact ever. that like Lydia and Constance are like two like completely full fledged adults and they're like fifth decade of life yeah. or four. And they're like, there's such children about this. Like totally. I constantly said, it's like, they could be brother and sister. She could wear his <laughs> jeans. No problem. Yeah. I love that line. It's so and, then she's like, and then as the camera leaves them, you hear constantly. It's like, sometimes I think about them having sex. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, so classically Constance. I love so it. Good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about where Lydia is now. Yes. Okay. Um, Escapade has made it big, Emily. Yeah. I mean, we saw Lydia really giving it to somebody who, oh. you know, lowballed an offer to Escapade. And, you know, I don't think any of us realized she was on the phone for a second, mm-hmm. but it was very funny to see Momager come out full, mm-hmm. full tilt, you know? Yeah. Escapade's big film is Spring Broken. <laughs> What was the other one? It was like prom something. It was something prom. I didn't get that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Escapade has really hit the big time. Um, yeah, we mentioned like Lydia kind of goes full J.K. Simmons mode on the yeah. phone, on the phone with uh one of Escapade's deals, and she says, "I'm working on being meaner. I see why people do it. It really works." <laughs> The next Ari Gold. Here you go. Wow, I'm bringing up Entourage on my own. Wow. You didn't say anything this time. 
Um, yeah, and Lydia says, like, at the reunion, she's like, I loved seeing people from the past and seeing people from the past see people from the past. And Robin just replies, why? <laughs> why? Yeah, I mean, he's such a good gut check for everybody's really inane comments. So yeah. It's, it's pretty yeah. funny. And, but... it, and again, like, it works in this meta way because it's like we're, like, enjoying the nostalgia of seeing yep. them together. And Roman's just like, why do you like this? Yeah, why are you back? Why is this happening? still i'm just still a miserable guy working mm -hmm. this terrible job um you know hopefully their hourly rates got boosted a, a little bit but you know a lot of this stuff is yeah pretty depressing I, love, and bleak. I love rome when like the when everybody gets together for the picture and they're talking about everything that they're doing and we find out like that lydia's successful in managing escapade and constance tells everyone that she's an actress slash playwright slash widow and a patron of the arts helping dreams come true. Um, Roman says, well, it's my dream to be a waiter forever. So that's inspiring <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that, that speaks to a lot of uh, truth there and, 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 you know, how negative that space can be. <laughs> but I love learning more about Constance because we had some predictions there of like, yeah. is she going to live off of this wealth? Like, how's it going to go for her? And it seems like she's been doing pretty well existing off of her late husband's, uh, you know, yeah, estate. Well, as Constance says, the thing they don't tell you about inheriting a huge sum of money is the positive side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, it doesn't seem like she's very good with her money. She doesn't really understand the zeros involved uh -huh. in, in thousands versus millions, which yeah. is pretty troubling, but would explain <laughs> a lot, as she says to Ron. Um, yeah. So, you know, are we going to find out that she has actually run her bank accounts into the ground and maybe she needs to come back and work a few shifts? We're going to see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. She, um, so she ends up, so she has this money, um, which she hasn't really managed well, but she has an accountant. That's what they're for. Boy, um, oh boy. And I bet she didn't really screen him too well. <laughs> and despite Ron's reluctance to like get into business with Constance for really very understandable reasons, um, eventually he is out of options after he messes things up with Jack body. Um, so he kind of comes hat in hand to Constance. Um, and at first she resists the deal because she's a patron of the arts and not business and says, if we could only get the money out of business and Karan says, well, you were in the film business. And she says, yes. And it's a point of honor that we never made any money. Classic. <laughs> um, but she does decide to go in with Ron because, um, you know, she wants to be business partners and maybe yeah, what's party the point of having money if you don't share it, if you don't help someone out with it, right? And, and maybe Party Down could hire a shaman, Emily. Have you ever thought of working with a shaman in your catering business? I mean, it's definitely a niche idea. I don't mm -hmm. know if it will work for every event. But I think there's a lot of space that needs to be saged, to be perfectly honest, especially in food service. Yeah. You know, back of house, front of house. We, you know, there's a lot of craziness that happens and it wouldn't be the worst to kind of spiritually cleanse a little bit of that. It I couldn't think. hurt. No. Really. It couldn't hurt. Um, so what else do we learn about how the past 10 years have been treating 
Ron. Um, we do. <laughs> well, he, yeah, I mean, it didn't work out, right? Well, we do find out an update on Danielle, and I'm glad yes. that they addressed this because I really thought that Danielle and Ron like had something that right. had staying power. So I wanted the show to acknowledge that. Yeah, and, and I'm glad they did so quickly because they had you know. a good run, but mm-hmm. she met a hot cop at a women's march and left him. <laughs> and that's very topical. That makes sense. Yeah, you so know? we think that was like 2016. So they Probably. had a good three or four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know, you can't, you can't win them all, right? (laughs) You can't win them all. But like, I mean, a new decal on the side of the van. Yes. He's so Ron is showing off to Henry, like, yeah. And talking about his ambitions for where he's going to take party down. There's a new decal on the van. They're going to have a fleet of vans. Um, He's updated the website. They're hiring new chefs that are doing new foods, foams, pastes, vapors, (laughs) lobster smoke, clam mists. I I lo- I thought I was gonna fall out of my seat when he said clam mists. I was like, that sounds revolting. <laughs> yeah. So tell. So I think that we are going to get. I think this is a tease that yes. we're going to get more like culinary um, content in this season than we did in the first two. Yes, definitely. And I think that that is, you know, something that I flagged pretty early on where I was like, yeah, I don't really have a ton of experience front of house and they don't really talk about back of house at all. But, you know, I think I sent you an article earlier Mm -hmm. today from the New York Times written by Tejal uh, Rao, and Mm -hmm. it talks about season three's premiere and how the beauty of this show generally has been the the ugliness of it actually like it's not beautiful the way that people are treated in food service especially front of house and we're not putting chefs on pedestals like we have been on other shows that are really highly acclaimed you know uh tv shows that people are watching a lot of people are you know sort of like putting chefs on pedestals and the menu right like all of these like totally glorifying, um, glorifying restaurants. Yes. Like we, like, I think in the time since party down, we've seen like the heyday of the celebrity chef. Right. Flourish, and like totally food blogs and social media accounts mm-hmm. and like all of this stuff. And like one of the things that's always struck us about party down is like, it's so not about the food and yeah. it's so <laughs> not yeah, romanticized because the backbone of this entire industry is labor, is not glamorous. <laughs> no, it's, labor. it's not. And yeah. it's a lot of people who aren't paid a lot mm-hmm. to do something that is ultimately kind of a dead end yeah. job. See Roman. Um, and that like isn't particularly fulfilling and where they're no. not particularly treated well. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's sort of seen as a, a catch all for people who are working in other industries but need to make a quick buck. So I think uh, this particular article really crystallizes that uh, message and does a great job of sort of talking about the new season and, you know, what we can expect, but also really underlying the the issue that like food service is not a pretty job. It's really difficult, um, you know, for all of the, the celebrity chef type stuff that we talk about and we hold to high esteem. There's how many servers passing it out 
right? right, or, right. or, you know, prepping something or loading in or loading out or, you know, dealing with really nasty people and customers, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a really difficult job. And I really love the way that she wrote this article. I highly recommend it. It came out. Yeah, to, yeah it came out today. Today, uh, the 24th, so, February yeah, the 24th. 24th, Friday. Mm -hmm. um, one line I want to pull out from it, you know, the is um, the beauty of Party Down and it is that it has always refused to glorify the food industry, pulling us instead into the, into the endless, unglamorous, in-between time that adds up to, well, something. The profound <laughs> comedy and tragedy of the absolute mundane. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that because I think that what this show, like I, we, we pointed out that this show has a lot of pathos. But the heart of it and the hopefulness in it is that mm -hmm. like the it's kind of like the, you know, life is what happens when you're busy planning other things. Yeah. And it's like that these characters form these relationships and have these moments of closeness and poignancy and fun and humor. And it's like while they're in this space where they think that they're biding time, but there's like a richness in those things and like a romanticism about that. Like we see yeah. Jackalo Nassis wants to be the bartender at his own party. And right. Enrico Colatoni's character like envies Henry yeah. who's working the bar while he has a suburban life. And it's like, there is no kind of successful endpoint where you get to and your life starts, your life is happening all the time. And I think that that's, one of the things that Party Down sort of captures in the richness of the relationships between these characters, even though it's like just a very, very silly show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's nice to see it get picked up by by the times and actually, you know, uh, analyzed in a way that makes a lot of sense and is very resonant with what we experience in food service. So it's, it's great. I really liked the article. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Yeah, and it was not only picked up by the Times in terms of this article. Yeah. Like, there have been, like, I think there was like a whole full page spread in the art section of the times mm -hmm. and a number of write-ups it's been all over rolling stone so like party down season three is getting a lot great of, job stars great job <laughs> a lot of well-deserved press attention yes. um emily ding mary kill foams pastes and vapors <laughs> oh god i mean foams are so I mean a paste is great because you can use it all the time so mm -hmm. I'd marry a paste because a paste marry can mean paste, many yeah. things you can kind of you know reconstitute something with a paste or like you know darken something brown something with a paste and then like add stock and like sort of thicken something up mm -hmm. I, a paste is great 
we love a paste. We love like, you know, a tomato paste. I just used one about two hours ago. It was excellent. It brought a lot of tomato flavor to something. Mm -hmm. Um, Foams and vapors. I'd probably ding a vapor just because it's a cool idea. And like, (laughs) I don't know, like a vapor is great in like a cocktail. Have you ever gotten like a cocktail that with like a cloche on it and they take it off and it like smells really great? That is exciting. Yeah. Very dingable. It's like the fajitas of cocktails where you're like, ooh, (laughs) what did that person get? Um, And then foam, I think, is really overdone and boring. And everybody who's done any sort of like gastro sort of menu in the last 20 something years has foamed themselves to death and I'm over it. So we can kill foam there. That's my my really uh, chefy response. That was great work, that. Emily. Really, thank you. Really, what really about you? I, I think you're right. I was gonna yeah. ding foams because I didn't really know where vapors uh, fit in. But once you <laughs> mentioned once you mentioned the cocktails, I think you yeah. really sold me. That is that is quite sexy. The yeah. presentation on a cocktail with vapors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and pace are really like your work a day reliable yeah. kind of go to and concentrated flavor. You know, mm-hmm. ready to go in a tube. <laughs> it's what it's what every girl wants in a marriage. That's um, right. <laughs> are you listening, um, Josh? Uh, <laughs> um, I Ron has a really funny conversation with his lawyer Emily when he learns about um the lien on Party Down, and we find out that you know he didn't pay this invoice, right. and the lawyer explains, "Well, I just kind of blooped over it <laughs> when you're a lawyer." He says, when you're a lawyer, you come up, like you come across all sorts of weird words all the time. In this case, lean, I usually just bloop over them and it doesn't matter. Let me tell you, that lawyer is not a good lawyer. So (laughs) I would not be surprised if this is not the last of Ron's legal problems. Yeah. He still has this guy employed. (laughs) I'm not the best lawyer in the world. Those were your words, not mine. Um, let's see. I think that we have, um, that, so let's talk about Saxon cause this is our new character. Yes. There are other new, new cater waiters in this universe, but it seems like Saxon is the only one that matters from what we've seen. <laughs> I mean, that might change. We don't know, but it like, he, yeah, the spotlight's definitely on him out of the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's exciting to see like new fresh blood. Everybody's like in their twenties, like very young, uh, which like, totally fits the bill for being a cater waiter. So, yeah. so he like is very keen to become an influencer and makes um makes web content we see him at one point um you know we see him at one point shooting like or going live at the event and um you know he says something like oh what does he say i thought i got that down but he like says some <laughs> um well he's like, very funny yeah yeah it's like he's doing like just kind of like vague influencer speak about like you know be your own oh be the light you want to see in your life you are the only you like this kind of thing um but he has like the whole like, he has the ring light and he has the yeah like his, his, his equipment bag he that he pulls out yeah him. he's ready for anything and um eventually like even though kyle kind of gives him like demeans him by saying oh you know those little dance videos online like Kyle ends up coming to Saxon because he realizes that he's going to need to make an apology video for his like 
potentially anti-Semitic song that's come to light. Um, and uh, Saxon is like going to advise Kyle on how to do it. Like at first Kyle just holds up the phone. And he's like, yo, yo. And he's like, no, 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 that's not, that's the like, key. You literally you- have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we do see a little glimpse of Kyle's apology video. Nazis aren't cool. They were not cool then and they're not cool now. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> and Saxon is even just like, oh, God. All right. Here <laughs> but we if, go. we put the, if we put the right filter on this yeah. video, maybe it'll play. Totally. Um, Saxon's mentor's advice was good or bad, right or wrong, nothing matters. <laughs> Which is like deeply, deeply 2020. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that this is going to be fun to have this character in this world. Like he yeah. makes the point of like when Kyle's trying to give him advice, like at first he assumes that he's an actor and then we like learn that he's not an actor, that he does web content. And it's like, I think he's going to kind of just, um, it's like in the way that like Kyle was young and like Constance was like kind of in that like mentoring. Oh role. yeah. That's a good and point. sort of like, you know, was in some ways like a measure of how, the industry has changed or yeah. how things are changing. Like I think that having Saxon here and then like with, with Kyle being more of like the washed up never was like, is going to be an interesting dynamic. Oh, and like, no. I know, I know. I knew my struggle was this problematic. All of us. <laughs> well, maybe he'll like, maybe he'll end up, um, maybe Kyle will follow in Constance's footsteps and like, marry some rich heiress who is you know maybe in the twilight of her life and have the same good fortune that Constance had it's not a bad move for him honestly honest it's one of the smartest things Constance has ever done frankly (laughs) that sustained her for the last 12 years for how much longer we're not sure but you know she's showing up so (laughs) um so yeah and I think that that kind of takes us through the episode here, yeah. there were some other kind of funny lines or funny things that um, uh, didn't sort of fit in anywhere else in the episode that I wanted to call out. Um, we find out that Jack Body is an investor at Pumice. Oh, yeah. Fancy L.A. restaurant. <laughs> I would love to go to Pumice. I feel like everything <laughs> would be served on like a lava rock of some kind, like, you know, tiny, tiny bites of sashimi or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so L.A. We love it. No carbs in sight. Yeah, I really like that. <laughs> a as green a, juice as a... shooter at the beginning, you know. Ooh, have yeah. you been to Pumice, Emily? I'm <laughs> just theorizing what mm-hmm. it would be like, but I'm already writing the menu and it seems mm. great. One really <laughs> one, free, of course. <laughs> I want to say one really fun use of chat GPT is I've had it like write fake fancy menus for restaurants. Like I'll be like, really write like a Southern Asian fusion restaurant, like where everything's really expensive. And like, it's like, I need to do that for my clients. Like just give me ideas. It's really (laughs) super, super fun. I'll share some of the better ones with you. That's a great idea. Um, on Casey's TV news spot, we hear that she and her new beau were at the premiere of Andrew Lloyd Webber's More Cats. <laughs> Couldn't get enough with that first one. Had mm-hmm. to make another. <laughs> um, I, 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 I use this in the intro, but um, I liked when Kyle was talking to his actor friend, like, we're like the same level of ripped. That's why we're so close. Oh, my God. I know. It's like, 
such drivel, but it's so good. It's really important that you match your friends on level of ripped because if right. like one of if one of you is more ripped than the other, that can cause like insecurity or an uncomfortable dynamic. So I try to keep all of my friendships among people who are the same level of ripped as I am. <laughs> it's really to important. Live and die by. <laughs> Um, I also thought that it was a really fun callback when Constance asks Ron for his stain stick. Build some cherry juice. <laughs> You're like, what? Where did the like, cherry this juice come from? This is an organic from? hemp. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Constance calls Lydia Linda, which I also thought was yeah. Good. I liked that. I was like, oh, is she shading her? And then mm-hmm. it like was just totally just Constance. It's just Constance. Constance. Yeah. Um, so that's. That's the season three premiere. Uh, Kyle Bradway is a nitro is nitromancer, which um, by the end of the episode, he no longer is. (laughs) He no longer is. Um, We're going to jump 14 months in the future to, um, you know, a post pandemic party down. Um, I'm really, really excited to see the rest of this season. I thought it got off to a really, really, really fantastic start. And it's always so fun to get together with you, Emily, and yes, talk about it. I know. And I just, I got to get myself a bow tie now. You really <laughs> upped the ante. <laughs> Emily, I got you one. <gasps> I have it for you. Oh I'll, my God. I'll give it to you next time I see you. But I'm very- Guys, I'm going to wear it all the time. <laughs> it's what honestly- if I start showing up to my actual catering gigs and everyone's like, you know, you're back of house, right? And I just like put an apron on, but I'm still wearing everything else. Yeah. I, I have to say, like, I think that this is like, I'm obsessed with this look. I think that this baby You look thing, great. Thank you. I think that this is such a good color. It's I, I think it's really flattering for me. <laughs> you could also wear it to a gender reveal party. Like if we're, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I think that the party down look is timeless. I've been loving seeing like all of the promo photos from like different magazine shoots of the cast looking great, kind Mm -hmm. of like doing different riffs on the party down outfit. I mean, there's a reason that so many restaurants and catering staff do the crisp white shirt and black pants. This is correct. Yes. You know, it works. And you add that pop of color with the pink bow tie. It's like you can't top it. Flattering on everyone. (laughs) can't go wrong mm-hmm. so everybody go out and get your pink bow ties yes so we can meet in the same place next week and talk about episode two of season three of party down i'm so excited i'm so happy to have this show back in our lives um i think that this definitely has legs and um and you know what else emily are, are we, we having, having fun yet bye bye It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.